0: All right. Ready for Annie's? Yeah. yeah. You're listening to the Noon 15 Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cole, and I'll take you behind the scenes of Noon 15, an independent band writing, performing, and recording original music. This season, we'll talk about Noon 15's debut release, Volume 1, and get the story behind one song per episode, as well as the ups and downs of working around day jobs, babies, and band shakeups here in Ithaca, New York. At the end of each episode, you'll hear the song in its finished form. Thanks for listening, and welcome to Noon Fifteen, the podcast. And we're here for episode four of the release of Volume One from Noon Fifteen. I'm here with Mandy Goldman, Samuel B. Lupowitz, Harry Nichols, and Joe Massa. Track number four on the Volume One album is Annie's Song.
1: You're not gonna-
0: Uh, this one another Harry Nichols original and I guess my first question is with something like this do was it like slow jam from the start
2: slow jam from the start yeah yeah I knew I knew the feel pretty specifically that I wanted it to have uh, right from the outset and I tried to kind of convey that in the original demo that I made for it which was just kind of me and piano Pretty uh well seated in this sort of like uh hey Judy kind of uh not hey Judy, but hey Judy. <laughs> you know what I'm hey talking about?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Judy, Judy. <How's> it <laughs> go, <dude? laughs> Judy.
2: Uh, no. Uh but yeah, so I, I had a pretty specific idea for it up front.
0: Okay. And what's uh what's the background of this song for you?
2: I think I wrote it in like March and I had not gotten a to write a song in like weeks and weeks and weeks, I, my kid is going to come up a lot in this podcast. I'm really <laughs> sorry, guys. She's uh, very sorry, uh. she's in. A, yeah, so I had, had a baby in February, and uh, she uh, obviously is amazing. Uh, but it it required me to do some readjusting of how I uh, write songs and when I write songs. And uh, so I just knew I had an idea for the feel and the groove of the song. and I had a a melody in my head, but no story at all or no lyrics or any kind of lyrical content. And Hmm. so I just kind of sat down at the piano uh, one afternoon. I think uh, she was out of the house with my wife and uh, just went to town and uh, jammed on the piano for about, 45 minutes to an hour and fleshed out a bunch of pieces wow. to a song and um You know I had most of it right there already so at that point so I just had to Sit on that for a while and I had to wait, you know another two weeks or so and then come back to the piano and <laughs> Touch on it again and revise it and vamp it again. Yeah, so it was um it was much more spontaneously created than I'm used to making songs yeah.
0: and weeks without writing a song. I mean, I've got yeah. you pegged at three or four a week. <laughs> that out,
2: right? It's weird. It's, it's, I'm still, I'm still dealing with it. Actually, <laughs> like this past weekend we, I was talking uh, to my wife about it and like, you know, I have, a, I, am a pretty prolific songwriter. I, I read a lot and I have a lot of ideas and, um, sometimes they'll just like kick around in my brain for like w- weeks at a time and it gets really annoying and uh, I have to like make time to like sit down and like do it now which is wow. totally bizarre but uh, so this is kind of a any song is kind of the beginning of that what I guess is this current era of my songwriting which is that sort of like uh, you just this I- ideas kicking around in your brain for a long time and then you know getting them down when you can. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so years of the the Harry Nichols band, obviously you were the the main singer in that band always, but now with, uh, and this could apply really to the situation with the whiskey crisis also, is it, is there any kind of different approach for you when you know that you're not going to be the one singing it? Or is it really just like it writes itself and then you figure out where to go and who to sing it from there? The only thing I really
2: try to do differently if uh, I think I'm not going to be the one singing it is just pay attention to like vocal range and where I'm writing the song and stuff like that. Uh, But for the most part, Mandy and Sam are both amazing singers that can just interpret Whatever melody I give to them, and you know what I mean? So I'm lucky to not have to worry myself too much about that. I can just write a melody that I like, and it'll usually come out amazing.
0: Side note, who can hit a higher note, you or Mandy? Mandy. <laughs> 100%.
1: benefit of my You can hear it in any song.
0: Okay, you can nice. hear
2: that note in any song in the final choruses.
1: Where I came into a session to hang out while Harry recorded backing vocals, because that is an amazing show, Harry recorded
4: backing vocals. <laughs> Darling, if you walk away, who am I
3: to say goodbye? Goodbye.
1: And uh, Harry was like, it's eight in the morning. BT Dubs, you want to just walk in here without warming up and hit a crazy high note? And I was like, yeah, okay,
0: (laughs) I'll give it a shot. And is this your first time like really playing bass in a project? I
2: played bass in my high school band nice. uh, which was <laughs> called Bluefish and uh,
4: <laughs> shout out Rip shout it. out rep <laughs> <Rip, laughs> rep what what
2: <laughs> hey David Angle, how you doing man
4: um, I know he plays great bass because I've learned a bunch of his bass parts from various things yeah
3: just as crazy as a town I can be when illumination caused my heart to say yeah I've seen
2: Uh, so, I played bass once before, but it was not the same. I was I was very much playing as a rhythm guitarist, just yeah. with a bass in my hands. Yeah. And now I'm trying to do. Now it,
0: you're playing like a lead guitarist. An actual.
2: Bass <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm trying to do, to do big boy bass lines. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, it
3: takes me a
0: little bit. Right. Nice. There's three songs on the album where. External instruments, if you will, make an mm-hmm. appearance. Knock, knock, knock. Had the had the horns. This one has the strings, and then a, a later song combines all of that. So um, it seems to be rather carefully chosen. You know, I would knowing you like I do, Sam. I would imagine that there was this. Bidly. You had to kind of hold yourself back from just going nuts on all of them. Is there is there any reality to that? Well,
4: yes and no. Um, <laughs> something... Snicker, snicker over here to my yeah. Left. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Mandy's like yes. <laughs>
4: Um, well, but but part of me didn't want to overarrange the record because so much of the the vision for the record and, and for the project is that it would be based around the core of the band playing together in a room rather than a lot of overdubbing. So mm-hmm. I wanted any extra arrangement parts, whether it was vocals or outside players, to be very Carefully yeah. chosen uh, You know I wanted it to sound like us playing live Because I wanted that to be at the center of it
1: Just block out the day It's gonna be back this way Not gonna make me say goodbye No I will not form the words No I will not breathe that
4: light But well before we were talking about making this record uh, I remember working on Annie's song and I think I just said to you like I- I'm hearing strings on this when <laughs> we do which the others I didn't necessarily it was more a product of oh we're making a record let me think about that but I-, I always heard that on this song and then I sat down to write them and I went oh I don't actually have any ideas I just have been saying since we've been working on <laughs> it that this is going to have strings
3: I'm
0: so I guess I better something deliver it. At... <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: got used to writing for horns in the ego band um i put there's some strings on the first ego band record and
3: maybe not and maybe
4: which was 2012 yeah. S- and i hadn't written for strings since then so it oh, was wow. a little bit of a like let's see if this still works kind of thing um i think it does I was, yeah i was yeah, I was, yeah, yeah it's it was. amazing
2: I'm so excited to have strings on an album that I'm on and that I like on a song that I wrote. I, n- I've just never had it before cool. and I've like toyed with the idea of doing it but never actually executed. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it's there. And now that I know it's a possibility, it's on, <laughs> uh, sorry, there's a lot of demos coming down the pike and there's a, there's going to be a lot of strings. <laughs>
4: I'm, I'm down with that.
1: I need All to right. go to the dentist soon. Like, oh, in dear, my brain, too. I'm like I keep going. Talk tomorrow. <laughs> <so I'm> okay. <looking."
0: laughs> uh, that's great. And I think we're ready to hear any song. Track number 4 from volume 1. This is Noon 15. Annie comes back around. And I don't know to the And it's fantastic
1: and it turns back around unaccustomed to the sound the band is playing so damn loud she's trying hard to figure out how she could feel so worn even though she feels no thought her own fugazi t-shirt torn any way to stop the moan We keep
2: I'm playing this kind of in the people's key uh, because my piano chops are not really what they probably ought to be. Um, probably might do better in another key. Uh, who knows? So I think what I'm going to do pretty much at this point is uh, just read out a chapter of Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey. Um, this is... Uh, See here, uh, this is a, a, an interview between uh, Joseph Campbell and a contemporary of his. Uh, so here we go. Arien said, uh, "Is there such a thing as love or romance that isn't a projection, or is it just a projection of this ideal image that we're united?"
0: Thanks for listening to the Noon Fifteen podcast. Visit Noon15.com to subscribe and for more music, videos, and info on upcoming shows. If you like what you hear, tell your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. Tune in next time for another trip behind the scenes with Noon 15.